What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. The second or third to last show of the year. I think it's the third last show of the year because um, I still have, as, as it's recording, I've still not recorded um, the review with Nico to um, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home or No Way Home. Excuse me. But um, this is the final Monday show of the year, and this will be the year wrap-up. We've been pretty much wrapping up the year the last month, right? And... It's going well. I appreciate the feedback and everything you guys have said. Um, if there is a show next year, it depends because I'm, I'm making a huge move uh, middle of the near, middle of the year next year. So we'll see how that goes. We're going to do a show up until then. This time around, I'll give you guys much more of a heads up. But um, we'll see how that goes. But I got some great feedback on what, how I can do it next year. And I, I got some. I, I haven't had some more ideas. But this is your top 11 matches of the year. But not only that, mixing eleven matches, I want to talk about the top eleven action figures of the year as far as wrestling figures, and I based this on figures that I bought myself. I wasn't gonna base it on figures I did not have, mainly because, as you guys have known, we had we did a, a few shows about collecting, and um, pretty much bottom line, you guys know I'm not a double collector unless it's something really dope or whatever. So I decided just to mark it down the ones I have. As I just got in as of this week, because I recorded this on a Wednesday before the Monday. So as I got in, I, my last three, I just got in, I think two days ago, was the the Sting from Wave 2 of Unrivaled, Wardlow, and Tay Conte. And I said to myself, you know what? This would be dope just to kind of add this in as well. And I do have a top list for Marvel Legends and McFarlane Legends. It won't, like, I didn't go 11 with McFarlane because I don't really like the McFarlane figures very much. The ones I do have, I love. Like they're they're just great figures. I actually wanted these figures. I went on my way to get these figures, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll do that we'll we'll do that as I'm gonna add on uh that to the show for the season finale of Hawkeye. Um anyways, I decided to do it. let's hit let's hit the top matter of fact, let's do the actions now. Hmm. Tough. Clearly I didn't think this out. <laughs> Let's do the top 11 action figures first. Then we're going to go into top 11 matches of the year. And why I chose 11? I don't know. It's just a random number. Everybody does top 10s and 20s. I say 11 is just random. Let's just go with it. Plus, it takes, to me, it takes that honorable mention off. Like, if I have 10 and I have that one I want to put on, it just makes it easier for you to do that. So, anyways, let's hit top 11. So, to me, and these are in no order, but I do think this is the, I do think this is the figure of the year in wrestling. From the sculpt to how it looks, everything about this figure I love. And when I when I got it in my hand the first time, I look and I remember I immediately text Figure Four Photos and I said, "This is fucking fire! This is dope!" Like now that I have the Sting in my hand, I feel the same way about the Sting. And I was just, and I wasn't even sure about Sting, but I said, "You know what? Let me get an AEW Sting because I have a WWE Sting." You know, the one thing that has eluded me, and I don't know if I ever get it because the price tag on it is so high, is the red and black uh, Wolfpack stick. But this figure, to me, I think is number one. It's my my favorite year that I've gotten all year long. It's AEW Sheeta. Hakuro Sheeta, her figure is so spot on. And to me, when you look at wave one of AEW figures, they're good, but like you can see where... Jazzware hadn't found its niche yet. 
you know, you still see some 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 flaws in Kenny Omega, Cody, the Bucks. You know, you see it like you see it, them just coming. Like it kind of just, hey, these are figures, and that's why those 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 Volume One figures, those Wave One figures, are gonna be so expensive in three four. They're expensive now. They're gonna be so expensive in three four years because, um, they just just because of, you see the growth of the company, and also and I think it's the only Wave where I got Devils right. So I, I'm looking at my wall right now. I have doubles. I don't think I have doubles of the, of, the, of the Jacksons. No, I don't. Not from Wave One. I have a double of Cody and a double of Kenny Omega. But anyways, it's just it's just dope figures. So, but to me, Sheeta is the best looking figure. And to me, where Jazzwear has dropped the ball, like AEW and WWE, <laughs> is their women figures. Like I, ha- I have all their women figures that they have. Looking at them right there, I have Riho, I have Sheeta, I have Brandy, version 2 of Wave 1, I have Britt Baker, which is signed, I have Nyla Rose, and I have Tay Conte. That's all the women figures they have the last two, essentially a year and a half, which is unacceptable, dude. It's only six figures. That's all there is of women. That's unacceptable. Now... I did pre-order Chris Dallander, but that doesn't come out till next year, so it doesn't count as this list is being recorded. But uh, to me, this is my number one figure. Like when I start putting together the list, the first the person on the list was Sheeta. Everything else is just here, right? Um, but number one had to be Hikiro Sheeta. So number two, I have is Finn Balor Series 82. That is just, that's the NXT version of Finn Balor, the one where he was spitting bars, saying I put the X on my chest because I am the target. Um, and yeah, someone did mention that to me. Someone said, didn't you do a song like that? I did do a song based off that. It was for uh, issue three of Messina. I never, I, you know what? Once I got done, because how that worked was some behind the scenes stuff. Because I think you guys do like it. I did my verse to it and I sent the song off to Jonathan Esther. He sent me the song back in like, I think a week or something like that. Maybe less. It wasn't very long. Well, I was planning on putting it on this EP I got coming out called Serving on Masters Volume 3. Well, it's where putting together serving on masters volume three it just didn't fit on there it's only five songs it's on there and so i was kind of just like huh i could put it on there and make it six and six songs is still mixed the ep but i was like hmm i don't know but i, I completely forgot to put it out because then i was gonna put it out as a single but then i was uh talked out of that so now i was like man i may just put it out there but yes you are right uh random fan on instagram <laughs> who just hit me up randomly um I did do a song like that, and they knew about it because on Instagram, I put out a sample clip of uh, me and his verse, and it went with panels of issue three. So I need to put that out there for sure, and I will get to that. Just I forgot about it. Sorry about that. Um, number three. Well, let's get to number two. Let's stay at number two for a second. To me, the, the full beard, the menacing look that he had in NXT, uh, it, it, just, it just works. It's just perfect, and I think I have a Finn Balor in my collection. So I wasn't looking to get another Finn Balor. You guys know how I feel about Devils. But this one was so spot on. And his NXT run was just so amazing. I said, I have to have this in my collection. And I think it's one of the ones that Jonathan Esther wore in his, in his collection as well. But he just didn't pick it up. Um, it's still actually being sold. Believe it or not, some of these, because it's been such an overflow this year. And because as we got towards the last two months of the year, AEW and Marvel Legends and WWE figures, believe it or not, kind of went at like a, even Mark McFarlane. I think that it just kind of, especially being in uh, the Rocky Mountains, essentially in Denver, 
they get everything last. And I've said this before on collect on shows, they get everything last. When they get, they get an overflow of it, but then it tends to sell or be on the shelves a lot longer because what people have been doing out here from me talking to other collectors is they're like, F it, dude, I'm just going to pre-order it. I'm not going through the hassle of a toy hunt for this particular figure when I know this figure is not going to be like, I want it, but I don't, but it's something I don't necessarily need, but I want it. And I get that. I completely understand that. So, that's what's kind of been happening. So I, I just I still see this Finn Balor on the shelves, even though this Finn Balor came out maybe nine months ago. It, it, it was a while ago. I think it was nine months ago. And it was number three I have on my list is the Fiend, the Ultimate Edition. The Ultimate Editions are essentially the same figures we've gotten before with more accessories. Now, it is more detailed figures as well, so I don't want to downplay his figures. But to me, I, had, I have a Fiend just a regular elite fiend which is a dope fiend right but then you look at the ultimate fiend that comes with the fiend bell and the extra head and jacket those are things that it doesn't come with with the 20 dollar fiend this one these are higher price points like 30 bucks so i do i do have a fiend action figure elite that's open but i do have the, the elite so i think it's pretty good number four the nwo cena and it's funny and ugh, i had like a a love-hate relationship with this figure. The minute that... Because it's a ringside exclusive. For those who don't know, that's where most figures can be found is ringside uh, collectibles, which sells all wrestling figures from each company, New Japan, um, AEW, WWE, etc., etc. So what happened was, um, when this thing was first announced, which was, shoot, dude, almost a year ago now. It was a while ago. I was going to get it. I, and then I saw it, and that's why the, that's the problem with pictures, dude. Like we're so used to seeing pictures from restaurants and hotels, and it's not what you see when you get there, right? It's just completely freaking not right. So you feel played. So lots of them. I was looking. I was like, man, the detail looks amazing. But what bothered me was I know a lot of collectors, right? And usually you could find at least one collector that has a random assortment of stuff that you can then just ask them, hey. How is that figure? Is that figure dope? And they'll tell you. You know what I'm saying? Well, no one I knew bought this figure. And it was like selling out. And I know scalpers, et cetera, et cetera. But I was like, man, something's not right here. The collectors I know would love this figure, right? Even if you didn't like the air quotes match, I'm doing air quotes, you guess me doing air quotes. You would you, this figure was fucking dope. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, something's not right. I don't like I don't like how this feels. That's what I said to myself. No, I was like, man, something's not right, right? And so, sitting there, sitting there, and I'm just like, man, I don't know how I feel about this. So I didn't get it. I held off. And I have a really bad habit of doing that. I just, I just have a bad habit of doing. It. I need to get out of that habit. I mean, I don't know. Then when I made the decision to do the two cons in one weekend thing, when I went to LA Comic Con and Seattle Con, us, uh, Emerald City Comic Con. I was like, man, especially once I made this, because I, I was talking to Jonathan Nestor. I talked to a couple people. I said, man, should I risk going to Seattle to meet Johnson? He was like, dude, that's a no-brainer. And I was like preached to by people who are nowhere near as big a wrestling fan as I am. They're like, dude, you know, of course you want to meet John Cena. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, God dang, I feel like I'm being just preached. Yeah, you are, because you're being stupid right now. I was like, fair enough. Once I made the decision to do that, I was like, well, I need something for him to sign, right? I actually still own the, I, I can't think of what video game it was or what year it was, 
but it was the year that they had the Cena special. And if you pre-ordered it, it was like 150 bucks. You got like a piece of lanyard from the 16th World Championship run. Um, not lanyard. Um, canvas, excuse me. Signed. And then you got uh, a, a, a regular Cena figure. Um, and some other stuff, right? I still have that. You know, and I was like, I could get him to sign that. I was like, I don't know how I feel. Then I found the Peacemaker. I found two versions of Peacemakers. And one version was the mask, one was unmasked. Well, I wasn't going to get both of them signed. Then it was the Ultimate Edition that Cena came out. So I didn't know which one. So I got all three of them signed. <laughs> well, no, sorry. So what happened was, I was like, ah, I want the Peacemaker signed. That's dope. I was going to get the Ultimate Edition signed. That's dope. I said, I want one piece, one other piece signed, but with my name on it. So I, said, so I reached out to Jonathan Esther and I said, should I get that interview? And he was like, man, that's going to be, that piece is going to be, and I agree with them. Whenever they stop selling that ringside exclusive, because they do stop selling, selling ringside exclusives after like a couple years, it's going to be worth a lot of money. I don't do it for the money game. But he's like, it's going to be worth so much just to have that piece in your collection. And I agree. So I did end up buying it. It was in stock. And I had him sign it and personalize it to me. But... I had like, but it's a dope figure, even when you look at it, and the way the boxing is and everything, I just got to get out of, like, people being in my head, or me, more, it's more me being in my head, and me being like, why isn't, why aren't you doing this? Like, it's kind of like when someone says, hey, try this, and you're like, what's wrong with it? <laughs> you know? It's just kind of crazy. So, anyways, it's number four. Number five, we talked about it earlier, this thing, AEW, as soon as I got that in my hand, pictures don't do this piece justice. It looks just like Sting. Like the WWE version I have is a is a it's an ultimate collection of Sting, which is a it's a dope Sting, but this one is fully detailed. It like it looks like him, like his face, like it's amazing for the at the price point you get. It's a twenty two ninety nine price point. It looks like it's a Mezco figure, um, and it's not. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just amazing the the the, the detail on it. Number six is another ringside exclusive. They were on fire this year. It's the Cody TNT title one. First of all, it's the first rendition of the TNT championship. I don't think they sell it on ring. I don't think it's up for sale on ringside collectibles anymore. I think it's gone, but it was a hot seller for a while. I, I, this was the first thing I think I pre- I think this is the first AEW thing I pre-ordered. I might be, I, I'm trying to look at my collection. I'm trying to think about, I think this was the first one I had to, like, there was no way you could not pre-order it because it wasn't going to be sold in stores. So, yeah, this was the first thing I pre-ordered. Because, for the most part, I found most of my AEW figures in the first uh, the first three waves. I found most of those figures in the store. Uh, a matter of fact, wave three, I'm looking at wave three now that has, uh, or is it wave two? Yeah, wave two with John Moxley and Hangman. I remember I went to a uh, Walmart in the morning, I was going to work. This was last year, as a matter of fact, last December. Now that I think about it, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it was around this time last year. It's crazy. I'm talking about this right now. One year ago, exactly. It's crazy. Anyways, I went to a Walmart to pick up. Uh, I was just being an adult for for the first time in my life and picking up some stuff like toothpaste or whatever the whatever the bleep, right? And as I'm picking it up, out of habit, I just go to the toy section now just to see what they have, and it was all of Wave Two. All of Wave 2 with Orange Cassie, everybody. So I didn't have... I was getting paid that day. And I didn't have my debit card on me. I had forgotten my debit card. So I had a little bit of cash on me. 
So I was like, well, these figures are going to be gone by the time I get off of fucking work. It's not going to it's not gonna happen. So I picked up as many as I could. I believe I picked up John Moxley, Orange Cassidy, and Hangman. I believe those are the three I got. I was able to get. Or no, I got John Moxley. I, think, I know for sure I got John Moxley and, and... No, I got John Moxley and Orange Cassidy. Those are the two I got. And then I came back around like 3 o'clock after I got paid. I was on break at that point. And I drove... I mean, I a beeline to Walmart to see if they still had any figures left, and the, the two they had left was was uh was Hangman and something else that was in Wave Two, and I picked up both of those. But anyways, um, that was just a fun little story there. Um, but no, th- th- I had to pre-order Cody TNT because it wasn't gonna be in stores. So plus I wanted a TNT title, and I actually if I ever meet oh, no, when I meet Cody, I'm gonna have this. This is the piece I'm gonna have. I'm probably have him sign this one in Wave One. Um, number six, excuse me, number seven, Darby Allen, wave two, um, or wave three, excuse me. Uh, I'm looking at him right now. I do have a variant of his. Yes, I was very lucky to pick up uh, the variant of the Unmatched Collection of Darby. So I have that one. That one's dope as well. But the the, the first uh, figure from Darby is really dope. The detail of it is amazing. Um, so it's it's a good pickup. Number eight, the Damian Priest. WWE Elite is fire. Like, it looks just like him. It's in him in his purple gear. Uh, when I first got, like, I didn't even. I, what made me get him? Because I didn't get him when it first came out, and he and he wasn't sold out or anything. I think after he won the U.S. title, because I've always been. I can't remember his name when he was ROH, but I've been a fan of his since ROH. And it's like, is it like, it's like Murder Martinez or something like. That. I can't remember his name from from his ROH days, but I remember just being a fan of his. And I was happy he came out with a figure, but nothing kind of triggered it, right? You know what made me? It was before it was before he went to the US title. What happened was he's in the same wave as the Bobby Lashley one. It was the hurt business Bobby Lashley with the WWE championship. And I couldn't believe it went all these years without actually owning a Bobby Lashley. But then I thought about it. The only Bobby Lashley I kept seeing on shelves was the ECW version of Bobby Lashley, which I think is the wackest version of Bobby Lashley. So, anyways, yeah, Damian Priest, number eight, has is fire. Number nine, there's so many Roman Reigns figures that came out. To me, the best one is the one with the gold glove, the Thanos glove, and uh, the head of the table shirt. That one is just fire. But there's so many Roman Reigns that came out this year. I feel like 2021 was the figure year of Roman Reigns, as 2019 was the figure year of AJ Styles. I couldn't walk around. This year, I don't think I've seen any AJ Styles on the shelves. But 2019, I couldn't stop. I was so tired of seeing AJ Styles on the fucking shelves. I said, if I see another AJ Styles, I'm going to take that store and burn it to the ground. Like, literally, with so many AJ Styles. That's how I felt about Roman Reigns figures this year. Way too many Roman Reigns figures this year. But that one was dope. Number 10, Luchasaurus. Uh, a character like this, he's a character, exactly. So, um, he, he just fits the, the detail perfectly. They did a great job on him with the height and everything. Um, I only have one. I've seen him in stores, but I only have one that pre-ordered. And number 11 is Orange Cassidy. Um, I think the detail with him, with the jean jacket, the holes in the jeans, the hands in the pockets, is just pretty freaking cool. So those are my top 11 figures of the year. Might went a little bit longer than I, than I really expected that segment too. But as we transition to the top 11 matches of the year, we will get into some news and notes as well. It's only one thing I really want to talk about because the thing that everyone else wants to talk about, I ain't talking about. It. That's just just too toxic, and I ain't even going there. But we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the top 11 matches, and we're gonna hit one final note for the year as this happened just happened on Friday night. 
Number one, this is no specific order, just how I wrote them. Number one, Dragonoff versus Walter 2, NXT. What more can we say about this match? They had a classic match, the first match. The second match ended with a surprise tap out. We haven't seen Walter since. We, I, you know, But to me, Dragonoff just took the baton from Walter, who held it for so long. This year was the end of a lot of long title reigns, but this one was the payoff that needed to happen. Number two, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega to the time of the draw at the Art Dasher show. And I try to switch these things up as much as I can, but great matches are great matches. So you're going to hear some different things in here, but you're going to hear some of the same too. Number three, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page draw. We're going to get the decisive winner at Battle Belts. That's 100% f- for sure. But this one, it, it came, even though it wasn't the debut, it was better than the freaking debut. It was great to see these two get some shine. Number four, Tagagi versus Osprey. Great year for Osprey outside of the injury. He is still the uncrowned champion. We're going to get a decisive winner, as you guys know, at Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, which I think they should put that belt back on him. He deserves a real shot at that with, with that world title. Number five, Okada versus Will Ospreay. Number six, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, lights out match. The best women's match of the year. I can't say it's the best women's match of the year because it doesn't count on the record. Because AEW's rules, I can't count it as the best women's match. It's the second best women's match, though. Or fight, whatever you want to call it. Number seven, Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks. AEW All Out, where the Lucha Brothers finally get the Tag Team Championships. Number eight, Edge versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell, and Saudi. Number nine, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. <laughs> and Brian and Daniel Bryan, I'm going to say Brian Danson. You guys know what I'm talking about. Brian Danson's last match in WWE. What a way to go out. He's had a hell of a year, boy. Number 10 is the best women's match all year, which is Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, WrestleMania, night one. And number 11, Takagi versus Sabre Jr., at Power Struggle. Uh, I try to switch things up. Like I said, I try to add all wrestling in there. But most of these you guys heard in AEW and WWE shows the past couple of weeks. Um, but either way, those are great matches. I'm looking forward to the wrestling in 2022. Uh, we have so much potential that's going to happen. We still, we, even though we know that Kevin Owens is staying put, we don't know where Gargano's going to do. Because he may take paternity leave. And, 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 if, and if WWE decides to tack on time to cancel Ray because she was pregnant, he may just stay out of wrestling until, or just do signing and stuff like that until his wife can go. He may stay with WWE. Like I said, the, 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 right now everything's up in the air. Um, I just don't see them being able to sign them to $3 million year contracts like they did Kevin Owens. I, don't, I just don't see that, unfortunately, for him. But we still have a, a bunch of things to figure out into next year. Bunch of potential can you imagine fancy booking for two seconds here? Darby Allen versus Johnny Gargano in an AEW ring. Oh my God. Can you imagine that match? That would be just dope. You know, so anyways, let's hit this one thing I want to talk about. So Friday night, SmackDown, Roman Reigns thanked Paul Heyman for his 40 years of service to his family. Superman punched him and fired him after that Brock Lesnar came out and destroyed the entire uh, bloodline. This was after 
Paul Heyman said, I'm not protecting Brock Lesnar from you. I'm protecting you from Brock Lesnar. And that right there was enough to show his uh, loyalty to Brock. And so, and by the way, if you guys hear noises, it's construction going on all around me. So I was blocking it out as I was talking, but I didn't realize like how long I've been talking. And I was like, maybe I should say something right now. Um, but anyways, um, this came as a surprise. Now, there is no whether he chooses or not. He's with Brock Lesnar, you know, unless they pull a complete swerve at day one. Because from what Meltzer is reporting and other people are reporting, the finish at day one between Lesnar and Reigns is to set up their main event match at WrestleMania. I don't think we need three fucking main event matches out of these two, though. I just don't think we need it. If you're going to put the belt on Brock, just put the belt on fucking Brock. I just don't think he needs it. Put him against fucking Bobby Lashley at fucking WrestleMania, dude. I've been saying F a lot these last two shows, but excuse me. But dude, we don't need three main event matches, two of them with F finishes, false finishes. I'm about to say F for it again. Um, but unless this is a, uh, unless this is a, a trick by Paul Heyman to screw over Brock Lesnar at day one, then that might, that might be one thing. But either you put the belt on Brock at day one, or you make Reigns beat him definitively, and you move Brock on. Because Brock is a free agent. He's, he doesn't belong to any show. But why put this belt back on Brock? A part, why are we going in reverse? I'm not even going to rant about it. I just wanted to say that I don't know where it's going at day one. This obviously puts more intrigue on the match at day one because I had no interest in this pay-per-view whatsoever. Not the fatal four-way match. Nothing about this pay-per-view made me want to watch. Not even the, the pull of Reigns and Brock. Take care of us. We've seen it so many times. Yeah, I get it. We haven't seen it this, in this dynamic this many times. But it's clear. It, you know what I think about it? I think this is the same, this is the same way I feel about Hawkeye season six. I mean, I mean, episode six. And you guys will listen to this before you hear the review of season six, episode six. So I'm going to spare you on that. But I just don't see. I, I'm going to watch it now because I'm intrigued. Because like I said, it could be a swerve. It could be a huge freaking swerve. But I have to see this for myself. But if they make a false finish just to lead to a main event match in Dallas, F you. F you and F your moms. Seriously. I don't have time for this I, just, I already have no... It's crazy because I was talking to someone about this. And I might bring him on the show one day. He wants to come on the show. Huge wrestling fan. This is his own podcast. And he was saying to me, man, I just don't think I have any interest in WrestleMania this year. Because he goes to WrestleMania every year. And he was asking me to come. I was like, I don't think I have any interest in going to WrestleMania. Night one or night two. You know, I just don't want to do that. You know? And he was like, man, I, for the first time in years, I have no interest in going to WrestleMania. He was like, I just don't see a main event match that, because he, he, he's a huge Roman Reigns fan, but he doesn't see a main event match that would appease him enough. I think he was hoping, like I was, obviously Big E's being the WWE champion is huge. That's, that's he's he's won his belt. But I think that's the match that he was looking forward to was Reigns versus Big E. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, I just had to say that um, because by the time we hear... The, the next episode of the new year, it will day one will have happened. So we're going to see how that goes. But now I do have intrigued to watch this match to see what the, what the end was going to be. 
But I'm I'm praying and hoping it's a the fan of winter and people can move on. Here's a problem you have. You take that belt from Reigns, who is your WrestleMania main event? And who do you putting in? The Roman Reigns conundrum. We've had the Batman conundrum in the show. We've had every conundrum. What This is the Roman Reigns conundrum now. Who is worthy of being against this man at WrestleMania? I have no idea. But if you take that belt off him, he's definitely winning at WrestleMania. You keep that belt on him, he's losing that WrestleMania belt. Because no one else, because I'm assuming they're building up for Drew and him at WrestleMania if he keeps title. But if he doesn't keep the title, I, I just don't see who you put up against him and, and being fair to them, you know? Um, I don't know. So, anyways, that is your final Monday show of the year. It ends with a rant. I do apologize about that. I'm not apologizing about that. I, I, I didn't mean the rant, but it, the rant happened, you know? So, um... Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy the new year. Stay safe. If you're going to drink, use an Uber, um, Lyft, whatever, friend. Um, just be safe. Uh, be positive. Many blessings. I'm still chemical. This is I see things a little differently.